You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome into a supersized edition of the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was a crazy day of baseball for the Atlanta Braves. Not one, but two wins. One of them we're probably going to have to spend a long time talking about because the Braves just didn't want to stop scoring runs. But there was also some great pitching on this day. We saw it in game one. We also saw it in game two as the Braves pitched yet another shutout and continue their domination of the Mets in this series. So a lot to talk about on this edition of the show. Before we get started, that's the usual reminders. Go ahead and subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. You'll know all about it. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. We appreciate those. And subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Jake, I'm trying to make it around the bases as fast as I can because the Braves made it around the bases 27 times in this twin-bill thrashing of the New York Mets. One Dan Vogelbach three-run homer was all that stood between the Braves and blanking the Mets for 18 innings of baseball. It was an absolute beatdown up in New York. Yeah, taking advantage of the Mets, obviously they're in a bad spot right now, but I thought they'd come out and show a little bit more fight against this Braves team is kind of their nemesis, but this Braves team right now, I mean, they are just clicking on all cylinders offensively, and now you get the pitching staff going like it was on Saturday and partially with Morton on, on Friday other than the walks, and again, this is back to looking like one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, I mean, they're looking a lot like the best team in baseball, and they're clicking on all cylinders. And I think, you know, to the Mets' defense, obviously things have gone awry for them this season. They have unloaded some pieces. This is not the same club. When these two teams met the first time way, way, way back at the end of April, things have changed quite a bit. But for the Braves, their offense just doesn't have any quit whatsoever, and it, it continues to seemingly get better month over month. And August has been an absolute showing by the Braves starting nine. Let's start with the first of the two games. It was number 115 of the season, and I'm calling it the Nicky Lopez game, and I'll get into all the reasons why in a moment, uh, but the Braves, a 21-3 to victory over the Mets to improve to 74-41. and 21 runs, a season high. 22 hits, a season high. They only left seven men on base because they went nine for 19 with runners in scoring position. That, as they say, will play. Mets got three runs on the Vogelbach home run. Uh, just six hits, no errors, eight men left aboard for them. Alan Winans, though, was quite the story. I know we'll get into Nicky Lopez, but you cannot look over or look past or overlook whatsoever or understate or overstate. I don't know, all those things about what Alan Winans gave the Braves in game one with his seven scoreless innings to pick up his first major league win. Congrats to him. Denny Reyes takes the loss. He's 0-2. No save in the game, but Nicky Lopez, he closed it out with a scoreless ninth. Three hours, 12 minutes, uh, 39,859 were on hand to see it. In game one, the Braves hit six home runs, but let's start with Alan Winans. Seven innings, very impressive. Nine strikeouts, only two walks. One of those was intentional. Just four hits allowed. Jake, I think that this is one of those great stories that comes up during a baseball season where somebody just continues to believe in themselves, put in the hard work, start getting the results, and the door opens for an opportunity in the big leagues. And Alan Winans looked great today in his first major league win. What an amazing story that Alan Winans is sticking, you know, sticking with it, getting this opportunity and just what an incredible start. I mean, as, as good as the offense was, and I know we'll get into the numbers, the historic things that they've done, but this to me, this start by Alan Winans, I think it's one of the biggest starts of the year that the Braves have had. When you consider where the rotation is right now and the struggles they've had, you're having a double header here on this long road trip that the Braves are on to give them seven innings, from Alan Winans, I mean, I just thought this was huge and good innings. I mean, shutout mm -hmm. innings. And 
probably wouldn't have thought that after the first inning. Loads the bases, struggling with command, walking batters, but then he really started to dial it in. That changeup was really effective for him. He threw a backdoor changeup uh, to a right-hander on the outer half that just absolutely froze the hitter. I mean, the guy has good movement. To me, it's similar to what you have with Bryce Elder. He has a lot of movement. It's not overpowering stuff, but if he's locating it in the zone, he's going to get some weak contact, and he's going to be able to be effective with it. And again, after that first inning, I thought he did a great job of that, of working on the edges, using the movement that he has on those pitches, that sinker, changeup, and slider that he has. And I just thought he was excellent, and he really started to seem to get more confident as the game went along as well. Yeah, he really did. And I didn't expect him to go back out for the seventh because he was already approaching 100 pitches, but all he did was go back out there and throw another scoreless inning. Again, finished with nine strikeouts, easily a career high. It's only his second major league start. He looked good against Milwaukee. He looked great against the Mets. So props to him. He really delivered today. And I think that as we were talking about the Braves rotation so much and those struggles, and I know Charlie Morton was able to grind one out in that first game with five scoreless, but I don't know that you'd hang your hat on that being the exact performance that says, you know what? The rotation's turning things around, but Alan Wine and spot start and the performance from Spencer Strider we'll get into in a few minutes makes you feel a little bit good when you stack them up with the Charlie Morton performance as the Braves rotation may be starting to find his footing once again, which will be a, quite a notable accomplishment when you consider what the offense is doing right now. It just makes the Braves, as you pointed out earlier, one of, if not the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. And I don't know that there's too much to debate about the Braves' stake uh, for that particular claim uh, at this point. The offense still exploded in this. When I mentioned Nicky Lopez, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. He got his first start in a Braves uniform. He made the most of it. Four hits, including a home run. He scored three runs. He knocked in five. Also had a double through a scoreless ninth inning. Uh, Jake, I guess the question is, what can't Nicky Lopez do? Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see him catch at some point, too. Maybe he is the emergency catcher. I don't know. But, I mean, what a what a great game that it was for Nicky Lopez. You get your first start and you come out. That's what I love about this team, whether it's Kevin Pillar, it's Nicky Lopez. They've had guys kind of step up off the bench throughout the year. You know you're not going to play a lot of that bench. But when you're called upon, they come in and perform, and they're ready to go. I mean, I think that speaks a lot to the character of these guys they brought in, the coaching staff as well keeping them ready and I love what he did the first two at bats didn't try to do too much both of them were uh, fat or uh, off-speed pitches up in the zone and he just kind of shot them the other way for a couple of RBI hits there so really impressive stuff got to see a little bit of the defense as well maybe try to do a little bit too much turning one of those double plays and threw a ball away luckily didn't go in the dugout or anything but you can see you know the defensive prowess that he has so what a huge first start for Nicky Lopez and going to be you know a very solid bench player for the Braves. Yeah, nice pickup around the deadline just for depth. And the Braves basically got him for what amounts to cash considerations when you consider that's what Taylor Hearn cost him, getting him from the Rangers, flipping the lefty to Kansas City to get Nicky Lopez, who did hit a little bit a couple of years ago. It's just been a minute since he's been able to offensively get things going. I know it's just one game, but what a heck of a game it was, giving Orlando Arcia just that first half of the doubleheader off and coming through with four hits, five RBIs, a home run, and a scoreless ninth inning and a blowout victory for the Braves. Just an unbelievable game all around for Nicky Lopez. So congrats to him for uh, officially being a big part of what the Atlanta Braves are doing in 2023. Some names who might be just a little bit bigger part. How about Matt Olson? Three for five in game one. Two more home runs. Four runs knocked in. Three runs scored. He is now the major league leader, not only in RBI at this point with 105 of those, but he now has 42 home runs, and that puts him on pace for a 59-homer season. I wrote a lot about Matt Olson this week. 
and what he has a chance to do. Two more homers will be the most by any Braves first baseman. He'll match Andres Galarraga. So tossing another one at three more of those. If he gets to 45, he'll have one of the best seasons you've ever seen by a Braves first baseman, which is exactly what they went on and got him to do. But he also has a chance to break the single-season home run record set by Andrew Jones in 2005 at 51. He's only nine away from that at this point. Uh, there's an awful lot to say about Matt Olson, but let me lump in this whole offense and everything they did. Six home runs in game one, Jake. The 42 now for Olson with his two on the day. Ozzie Albies homered in both halves of the doubleheader. Sean Murphy's 19th homer gives him a new career high. Austin Riley went deep. Nicky Lopez, as I mentioned, went deep. And this Braves offense now has 225 home runs, 24 away from matching the 2019 franchise record, and well within a range of the Minnesota Twins and their record of 307 home runs, both set in 2019. Braves are on pace for 316 home runs. I say all that to say Matt Olson is the guy right in the middle of this power surge for the 2023 Atlanta Braves, and it does not look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. It does, and I joked a little bit on Twitter that it was about time. It seemed like it had been a couple days since he went deep, and uh, I mean, when he turns it on, the the zone that he's in right now, I I don't know how teams pitch to him, but this lineup's just so deep. You you take your chances with somebody else here, I guess, but uh, Matt Olson is just on another level right now, certainly in that MVP consideration with Acuna, who just happened to reach four times in the first game as well and score three runs. Uh, I I really like Sean Murphy in this game, though, because he's been struggling a little bit here lately. He had a couple of hard hit balls, got a home run in there, as you mentioned. He still has a 914 OPS on the year, which is just insane to me because it feels like he's been struggling here uh, for a little while, but that just tells you how good he's been on this season. Got moved down in the order actually for this game they dropped him down to seventh but this entire offense is just you know truly remarkable again we were running out of adjectives to say about them but uh what a performance that they put on there in game one yeah and we got to save some of those adjectives for game two ron lacuna jr you mentioned two for three uh also a couple of walks he stole his 54th base that's the most in all of baseball he's got 106 runs scored now as of the couple that he scored in game one and another in game two 106 runs scored for Acuna who's on pace for 148 of those I'm loving this on pace stuff because at this point we're not just talking about somebody had a good April what would it look like over 162 we're pushing through the middle of August and guys are on pace to break records and do things that that other players have not done in 20 30 or more years the team's first inning barrage is also historic and that continued in game one of the series or game one of this doubleheader excuse me It's just a ridiculous day for the Braves. A run in the first, a run in the second, three in the fourth, three in the sixth, three in the seventh. Uh, Then they dropped two in the eighth and eight in the ninth. That adds up to 21 runs. Just an absolutely absurd showing from this offense. And Ozzy Albies, we'll talk a little bit more about his big day in just a moment as we get into game two of this doubleheader. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and it is, of course, Sleeper. That is who is bringing you this episode of the Braves Postcast. And if you want a chance to win more money with less picks. You can head to Sleeper where you can pick or where you can win up to 100 times your money, which is two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 time payout for an eight pick contest. Choose as many as eight players that you like. Pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats, homers, strikeouts, hits, whatever it may be for the Braves. Home runs are a good thing to pick, I think. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today. Uh, Game two uh, was a little bit more of a sleeper than the first game was because the Braves offense was a little bit quieter, though they did explode late to add on some important insurance runs. But Spencer Strider got the start in this six nothing Braves victory. Atlanta now 75 and 41 Mets now 52 and 65 after getting swept in the doubleheader and losing all three games of the series already. 
Five hits for the Mets, couple of errors as they're blanked. Six runs on seven hits, no errors for Atlanta. Spencer Strider, 13-4. and four. Jose Quintana did not pitch bad. He takes a tough luck loss. He's 0-4. But how about Strider? Seven innings of shutout ball, three hits, four walks, only six strikeouts. Jake, it seemed like he really had to kind of work the puzzle a bit on the mound. And while the fastball looked good in terms of the velocity, I don't think it was always where he wanted it to be. But he was able to make things happen, and this is exactly what you needed to see after how the previous start in Pittsburgh went for him when he was chased with two outs in the third inning. Well, I thought that's a really good outing from Spencer Strider. Obviously, seven innings, no earned. But the fact that, as you mentioned, I think he was struggling with that fastball command at times. Strike zone was moving around a little bit as well. Maybe cost him one here or there. But uh, I really, you know, he did still battle through this and able to get through seven innings. And that was huge because we talked about the seventh inning struggles that he's had here of recently. So to get through that seventh inning, go out there, get another one, and get through it, even after letting the leadoff better get on base. Um, but, you know, just an amazing performance by him. Thought the slider obviously was really good. 11 whiffs on 21 swings against this Mets team, which, look, it, you know, they are a little bit down right now. They traded a lot of pieces, but this was still, you know, Nimmo, Lindor was back in the lineup, uh, McNeil, Alonzo, yep. uh, Alvarez. I mean, there were still some really good bats in this lineup that he had to face who have seen him before and have had success off of him. So a uh, really encouraging start here. I still think there's more, and I think that's, you know, is the, just a testament to Spencer Strider and where he is and how much I think of him, but certainly he needed this, you know, to state the obvious. He needed this outing, and so, so glad that he was able to get it. Yeah, we like to state the obvious sometimes because a lot of times that is just the number one thing to focus on, and the obvious has been that the Braves pitching staff and the starting rotation in particular needed to get things right, and we talked about it coming into this Mets series. This was an opportunity with this team kind of down, uh, not quite the same lineup, and it certainly hasn't been as productive as it was a year ago. Some pieces are out. Some pieces are not performing as well this year. Clearly, they had uh, made a lot of trades at the deadline. Could the Braves get right on this road trip with this trip into New York or this stop in New York? And they have certainly done that. Great bounce-back effort for Spencer Strider. Uh, Marcelo Zuna was big in this one with a two-run double as part of a three-run eighth inning for the Braves. Ozzy Albies had a mad dash from uh, first to home on a really crazy ricochet play off the second baseman. I'm not sure that's an error in my book, but, hey, it was an error, at least for right now. And he was able to come around and score when the ball got past Danny Mendick. And a two-for-three game, a home run that came in the ninth inning, uh, scored Ron Lacuna Jr., a couple of more runs scored. Ozzie was five for nine with two homers and eight runs knocked in and four more runs scored in this doubleheader. Ozzie Albies is now with his 28 home runs, approaching 30, which would match his career high. He's on pace for 39 homers and 126 runs batted in. You might have seen this on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. He'd be the first second baseman in Major League Baseball to have 120 or more runs knocked in since Brett Boone did it in 2001. And I went back and looked. Only 10 second basemen in baseball history have had 120 RBI season. That's how special things are for Ozzie Albies in the second spot of the order, where he is now second in MLB and runs batted in with 90 on the year. Only Matt Olson has more. That's crazy. I mean, and, and somehow he is still just overlooked in baseball, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone, especially you look at this Braves team and you talk about the stars, Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Sean Murphy, and then it just seems like Ozzy gets overlooked. And look, he has some hot and cold streaks in him. Sometimes he can get a little chase happy with his swing, but typically you look up and he's batting 270. He's, you know, got an 800 plus OPS. He's approaching 30 home runs, you know, when he gets a, a full healthy season in. So again, 
missed him a lot last year. You know what he can do with with the bat and how great he is there. And even going into the two spot, he's done a great job there as well. Even though you know he is a run producer type of guy, not necessarily an on base type of player, but uh, with what's going on in front of him and Harrison Acuna, he's able to drive in runs there as well. So yeah, yeah still one of the most underrated players in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah, it's crazy that you can stay that way and have some of the season's extra base hits and runs batted in and stolen bases. Just the all-around game of Ozzie Albies. It is impressive, and it was very impressive on Saturday up in New York. Ron Lacuna Jr. was 0 for 4, did score a run ahead of the Ozzie Albies home run. But uh, going back to the pitching, one other thing that I thought was interesting, because obviously we know how bad the struggles have been. First time the Braves have had seven scoreless innings by a starting pitcher since Charlie Morton did so in the first game of the second half on July 14th against the White Sox, when it seemed like everything was just going to continue on in the second half, just as it had to close the first half, that was not the case for the rotation. The Braves, though, have been able to, at the very least, tread water, and this offense has been a big reason why. But wouldn't you know, they get back-to-back scoreless seven-inning outings from their starters with Winans and Strider both providing those. Braves very much needed those outings, and hopefully this is a sign of things to be turning around for this Braves club and for this Braves starting staff, I should say. More specifically, the Braves themselves seem to be doing pretty well at 34 games over 500, and with one of their biggest offensive days in recent memory, certainly the biggest one this season. And uh, by the way, this series thus far, they have outscored the Mets 34-3 to across the three games. The Phillies also lost 8-1 to to the Twins. That means the Braves picked up a game and a half in the standings. Jake, this was just one of those days where a lot of things happened, and the majority of them were great for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I can't think of many bad ones. This was a great day for them all around. You get a doubleheader sweep. You've already wrapped up a four-game series in New York. Offense is rolling. You get your pitching back on track right now. So your bullpen is fresh. Only had to get used three innings from your actual relievers this this uh, on Saturday. Because obviously, Nicky Lopez, hopefully he's not going to be pitching in too many games. But right. uh, just a great day for the Braves all around. That really was. Now we'll see if they can stretch that into a finale win on Sunday as they wrap up this four-game weekend series after sweeping the doubleheader. They got a chance for a four-game sweep. It's going to be Yanni Chirinos on the mound for the Braves against the New York Mets and Cody Singa, who will be uh, pitching for New York. He's 8-6 and six on the year. Chirinos 5-4. and four. I've thrown this stat out there a couple of times, and maybe people will start to just kind of accept that he's been out there and the Braves have won, but Atlanta hasn't lost a Yanni Torino start yet, and there's no reason to start doing that kind of thing on Sunday, is there? No, there isn't. Hopefully that trend continues. Hopefully he kind of gets things going. A little bit of a rough start, even though the Braves have been winning when he's uh, starting on the mound. But going to be a tough matchup. Dakota Singh is a really good pitcher, having a great year. Braves haven't seen him yet, so I think it's going to be a real test for this offense. Typically don't like having to play a Sunday night game and you got to travel afterwards, but after a doubleheader on Saturday, they might enjoy that little bit of rest and then get to come back home and face the Yankees. Yeah, so the Braves wrapping up a trip. They lost two out of three in Chicago, split a four-game series with Pittsburgh, and have a chance for a four-game sweep against the New York Mets to close things out. It is Sunday night baseball, as Jake mentioned, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch. Torinos and Senga as the Braves and Mets close it down in the four-game series. We're going to close it down here on a little bit lengthier edition of the Braves postcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. It was quite a day for the Atlanta Braves with a couple of big wins as they are in position for a sweep of this four-game set. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Leave us a comment, a like, share it with a friend. We appreciate that. It helps the show grow. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, the Braves with a 6-0 victory over the Mets in Game 2. That followed up their 21-3 shellacking in Game 1 as they sweep this twin bill. They'll go for the four-game sweep on Sunday. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you again 
after the finale of this series. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 